0: Today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. Here's what uh, Doug Ford had to say about where we are now. Uh, I've never seen a time in the, in the history of our country that uh, parties, uh, no matter what political stripe you're from, that have been collaborating. We've been collaborating with all 444 municipalities. Uh, we've also been collaborating with uh, with the other parties, provincially and federally. Uh, I, I can't say enough about our, uh, our relationship with the, the federal government. We have a phenomenal uh, relationship with the, the federal government, all the ministers. I have a phenomenal relationship with the deputy prime minister and, and the prime minister. So you've got to put politics aside sometimes. And you put politics aside and focus on the betterment of, of the whole province, we move forward. All right, that was uh, the Premier of Ontario, Doug Ford, speaking earlier today at his uh, daily press conference. Uh, Also, uh, you uh, may remember there was some news that came out when uh, MP Derek Sloan uh, started questioning uh, the work of Dr. Tam, our chief medical officer. Uh, And and again, you know, uh, certainly Dr. Tam, the World Health Organization, China, how we've handled all of this. All of this should be scrutinized. Everybody should be held to account. Uh, but the MP made it personal and uh, and questioned whether uh, the doctor was uh, w- was uh, of course uh, uh, with Canada or with China, where her allegiance were uh, per se. And this was met with uh, a obvious reaction and within the party. However, uh, MP, uh, the leader of the Conservative Party, Andrew Scheer, refused to denounce it until much later, and even then, a, a wishy-washy version of. Uh, here's the latest from Sloan and uh, what he had to say this is the old original clip one of the issues with uh, Justin Trudeau's handling of this uh, situation has been his reliance on the advice of Dr. Teresa Tam Teresa Tam uh, we sent an email out today asking does she work for Canada or for China All right, let's bring in Genevieve Tellier, Professor, School of Political Studies, University of Ottawa. And with us now, Genevieve, thank you so much for the time. Hope you're doing well.
1: I'm doing well. Thank you very much for inviting me.
0: Uh, Your thoughts on the Conservatives' uh, rumblings in and around the party that they want uh, MP Derek Sloan expelled from the party. Is this a good idea?
1: I think so. I think it should have been done maybe uh, two weeks ago or when the uh, story was out. Um uh, one day we hear uh, he, he needs to apologize he, then he says he will apologize and we don't hear any apology so it's kind of uh, we don't know really what's going on so I couldn't understand why the party is not very comfortable with that because uh, uh, Derek Sloan is representing the social conservative of the party and that's a big chunk and there's a leadership race and uh, you, you want that the support of that group uh, but at the same time it's not just that group and uh, you shouldn't have those uh, Uh, declaration, public declaration without any, uh, any justification so if there are some information he knows about Dr. Tam then it's for him to show up I don't think there is any. Um, and so, yes, it's very uncomfortable for the Conservative Party. And, uh, my sense is that most of the MP are not pleased with those, uh, with the words of, uh, the MP Sloan. Um, should he stay to run? Should he stay within the party? Um, yes, a decision must be taken because then it's again another distraction that we have coming within the party instead of focusing on the real issue that we should maybe talk about uh, within the Conservative
0: Party. Surprised that Andrew Scheer didn't nip this in the bud right away, and and, I mean, uh, are many questioning whether they should have replaced Andrew Scheer with an interim leader?
1: Yes, and uh, from the beginning of the pandemic, we see that Andrew Scheer is not comfortable uh, in his position of leader of an opposition party. It's difficult for him because he's an uh, an acting uh, leader, and so uh, he cannot present his own view on what the Conservatives should do. But at the same time, we see this kind of aggressive behavior that we may question how come he does attack uh, Justin Trudeau, for instance, uh, that may not be the time, uh, and it may not be for him to do so. And I think overall it's a missed opportunity for the Conservative Party because they could have had uh, Andrew Scheer, uh presenting a much softer image, being more collaborative, and then come up with uh, the new leader. I wasn't going to say Peter McKay, but I'm not sure anymore, but uh, have the new leader establishing other grounds for the Conservative Party uh, later on. Um, but this is not the tone that people want to hear from the opposition currently. Uh, and your clip you just uh, uh, send uh, about Doug Ford saying that he is collaborating with everybody and that politics is aside. We don't see that at the federal level from the Conservatives. That's the kind of the odd uh, event that's occurring currently uh, in Canada.
0: Uh, we remember when Ronna Ambrose was the interim leader, I remember her using the words a kinder, gentler uh, conservative party. Where did that go? I, I mean, it, it seems like we're still in a party of extremes here. Uh, do they not realize the 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 win here, the success here lies in the middle, not on the fringes of the left or the right?
1: um they probably don't uh, well not publicly they don't show us that they are realizing okay. that do they realize it i think that currently it's a very difficult time for any right wing government or party because uh think about what what the initiative they can present now. I think of the last election, uh, saying we were going to we're going to talk, uh, talk, we're going to cut public services, we're going to uh, cut taxes. Uh, that's not anymore on the table. That's not what people want. They want to have uh, public services uh, fixed, uh, more spending. Uh, we're talking now about the minimum uh, income, uh, basic income. Uh, which conservative oppose strongly. Um And so h- how do you reposition your platform within this new pandemic uh, era or post era? And so it's parties must redefine themselves. and And I have the sense that they don't know. Uh, they probably realize that, but they don't know how to do it. Uh, and so it's going to be very difficult for any right-wing party to come up with a new version of a right-wing party, uh, even for Doug Ford, I would add, because uh, it's one thing to, to manage a crisis and then how do you go out of that crisis in the coming years. Um, but then again, it strikes me uh, that uh, for the federal conservative, it's a strong organization. There seems completely lost within that
0: uh your thoughts on mp sloan will he be turfed out i mean obviously it's tough to predict at this point but the way things are going and considering we are where we are what are your thoughts
1: i think he's going to be uh sent out of the of caucus um now his chance chances of winning were not very high um and and in the end, after a few th- rounds, uh, we would have seen his supporters supporting another leader, probably Erin O'Toole. So uh, I don't think it changed anything in the dynamics of the leadership run. Um, now, yes, it's a distraction, as I said before, so it's better sooner than later. Um, and also, if the party wants to be consistent, I don't know if you recall, there was another candidate before the official launch of the race. It was His name was Richard Descari. He was from Quebec. He was even a more social conservative than uh, Derek Sloan, and he was not permitted by the party to run. Uh, we're, the, the reason were not disclosed, but uh, we had the sense that because of his strong view uh, that did not fit completely with the Conservative Party, we, we did not allow him to run a campaign for leadership. Um, here's the same story, I would say. So with Derek Sloan, yes, he was vested first to, to, and permitted to run. Um, He had also the financial support to do so, but now with his public uh, declarations, I think it doesn't go along anymore with the party, and so I see it's difficult to maintain him
0: within the party. You're listening to the Scott Thompson Show podcast on 900 CHML. When will we get to the point where we hear more from Peter McKay or uh, Aaron or than we will from Andrew Shear? Shouldn't they be speaking up soon?
1: Good. um, Yes, good point. Um, Now, how do you do that? Do you speak uh, saying, well, if I was a leader, I would do that? (laughs) That's one thing. Or do they speak as a leadership leadership candidate and proposing their platform. For them also, it's not dif- it's not easy to, to find the right balance. Uh, will people listen also? Because we don't talk a lot about the conservative. We should talk a lot about them, but with the pandemic, we do not do so. And so uh, what do they have to say in public? So I think that currently what's happening is that they are reaching out to um, members of the party. They are trying to recruit new members also. So it's more internal, probably emails that are sent. They are laying out uh, some of their ideas. Um, But there are no public debates We know that's not feasible Uh, And maybe it's better for them to keep low uh, Low profiles for the moment uh, Yeah, really (laughs) It may be difficult to explain Why they would go out publicly And and, and either criticise what Andrew Scheer is doing Or uh, Justin Trudeau Or presenting the platform People may think that it would not be the right time to do so
0: there were rumblings uh, last week about uh, the Liberals calling an early election. Uh, obviously, during times of crisis, uh, leaders have a tendency to do quite well. And then as we come down the backside of these uh, these chaotic situations and governments are starting to be held uh, to account, mm-hmm. then those poll numbers drop off. Is there any, do you think there's any... Uh, Truth to the fact that we could see an early election and and where does the conservative leadership campaign fit in all of this?
1: I don't think we'll see that and the reason why is because Election Canada would not be prepared to launch an election during a pandemic. Uh, we just heard about uh, in Saskatchewan because there is an election that should occur in the fall and their uh, election, Saskatchewan said, uh, we're not ready currently. We'll need new measure. We'll need more places to have uh, polls. Uh, we'll need to have also ballot uh, by mail to be available more widely. Uh, so I would guess that um, Election Canada would say we're not prepared to have an election right now because uh, it's impossible to have uh, people working for us and uh, and following the guidelines for uh, social distancing, for example. So for that, I would be very surprised. And furthermore, I don't think that Canadians would reward a party that would launch an election. Uh, you don't benefit from a crisis. Uh, and even though the tension would be there, um, I don't think that should be the main motivation for the moment. And it could be more harm than benefits. And we did see that in the past uh, before fixed election dates. Uh, government, I would call an election early, like after three years within their mandate. And they are not necessarily rewarded by that, even though the polls are, are high. Think about the Liberals in Ontario in eighty five 587.
0: Peterson, yeah.
1: Uh, yes, uh, and so, so those are the kind of examples we could think about. And so the electorate is very volatile, um, is short-sighted, I would say, also. So we tend to forget the past very quickly. And so uh, I don't think it would benefit the, the, the Liberals to do so.
0: That being said, um, considering where we are with this pandemic, and let's just say the Conservatives weren't going through a leadership race and they had a, a elected leader, uh, how soon could it be before we could call an election?
1: Then, yes, a bit sooner. So uh, I don't see any election in the summer, but maybe in the fall. Then again, it depends how the pandemic is going. Uh, I think we should wait for, for a vaccine, probably my, my best guess for that, mm-hmm. but uh, the first uh, window of opportunity I think both parties will like to launch an election, uh, uh, the Liberals and the, and the Conservatives now uh, just one party is not enough to launch an election so you should, you should see other party wanting to go into a campaign. Uh, does the Bloc Québécois want to do so? I'm not sure they're very satisfied with what they have now, so it would be be dangerous for them to, to want a an election. Uh, the NDP, strangely, the NDP, we don't hear a lot about them currently. Will they perform better uh, with another election? I'm not sure. Probably the vote would go to the Liberals. Um, so um, yes, uh, I don't think we'll have a full mandate. Uh, once the leader in the conservative party has been selected yes the probability increase a lot for a, a early election uh, who will call it probably the conservative and the liberals both would like to have one uh, but then again um, i'm still unsure about this pandemic uh, having a vaccine as i said before i think would be probably the factor number one uh, for that
0: uh, Post COVID nineteen, will Canada hold China to account? Uh, will or, or do, do issues like the two Michaels play a huge factor in this? Uh, obviously, uh, the Prime Minister trying for a, a, a seat on the UN Security Council. What will this do for? relations with Canada and China post-COVID-19.
1: Yes, and at the same time, we have seen China delivering a lot of goods to Canada. They were not all perfect, but still, uh, China has also helped, it, helped Canada. So it's kind of ambiguous. Um, I'm not sure where we're going to go with that. Uh, now, one way out is that it's possible not to blame China, but more to blame the health or World Health Organization. Uh, so indirectly China, but don't, not do it, uh, directly. Um, and as you said, the two Michaels that we don't talk about anymore, we don't know what's happening with that. Um, and, and I was just listening to, uh, Minister Champagne this morning, uh, the foreign minister saying, well, you know, during time of crisis, we see our, who are our real friends and who are not during international, uh, crisis. Um, I think he was making reference to the United States also. Uh, But maybe our focus will change. Uh, We seem to have good relationship with Europe also. So maybe if we look at developing more ties, more close ties would be with Europe. Uh, But yes, China will be a big question mark. Uh, But at the same time, as I said, we have to be cautious about that. So uh, we're going to have to see what happens with that.
0: Uh, as people are slowly moving out of this and politics slowly gets back to normal, will we see a, a different type of politics? Because uh, as you mentioned earlier, I think Canadians are happy when parties work together. Is this just a, a short-term thing here?
1: I think so. <laughs> Sad to report. Yes, I'm not sure it was going to be... Uh, or if we see changes, I'm not sure it will be changes for a long time, so maybe a few years. Now, that being said, if you look at... The major development that we have seen in Canada in terms of policy um insurance, uh, health insurance, uh, employment, that kind of thing, they are either occurred after a big crisis like World War One or World War Two, or when the government was in minority like during the 70s. Uh, I talk at the federal level. Here we have both. So we have a minority uh, government, we have a big crisis and so probably people will accept a bit more easily to fund a bit more public services so not fight as much as they used to do uh, about taxation and so we may be a bit more willing to pay a bit more taxes to have new programs, uh, well-managed, well-run, be in place. So that may be a change that we could see. Uh, Surely the discussion about the basic income has started. Uh, I think the Liberals have started that conversation by setting up maybe uh, an amount, because if you receive $2,000 per per month, uh, I think that set up a basic income at $24,000 per year. So we could discuss about that. Would that be a good idea? Yes or no? What is the incentive to work or not work? That kind of thing. But I think the conversation has started with that crisis. So maybe we could see some new development after the pandemic, talking about those new policies.
0: Genevieve Tellier has been with us, Professor School of Political Studies, University of Ottawa. Uh, the Conservatives considering uh, dumping Derek Sloan from the caucus for comments. That he made in regard to Dr. Uh, Dr. Teresa Tam. Jenna, Beebe, as always, thank you so much for the time. Much appreciated. Be well. You too. Thank you very much. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to three on nine hundred CHML.